the Hit Local Play Global podcast, a Tennis Victoria podcast where we sit down and showcase the great people in the Victorian tennis community. I'm Sean O'Kane and I'm joined here by Ash Ryan. Welcome, Ash. Thanks very much for having me again, Sean. Ash, we've got a special guest here on the podcast this week. We've got Sophie Vickers from Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club. Yeah, very excited to hear about Sophie's story. She grew up in Bansdale and, of course, now is our Premier League player for Kuyong. We've seen her a couple of times and now awesome Premier League at the end of the year. It's been fantastic. What can we expect from this podcast? Yeah, obviously part of the great Kuyong team. Sophie talks about Victorian tennis, early days traveling from East Gippsland to play pennant and, and tournaments around the state. And then we go through a bit of her experiences with the Australian high school team through School Sport Victoria, the Pizzy Cup, and then also her experiences jetting off to the US to play for Idaho, the, the Vandals, and her four-year career there at college. Sounds fantastic. Well, without further ado, I'll let you and Sophie take it away. Our episode of the Hit Local Play Global podcast, a Tennis Victoria podcast. We're sitting down here with Sophie Vickers from Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club. Welcome, Sophie. Thanks, Sean. Nice to be here. Sophie, where did your tennis journey start? Where was your first club? Uh, I grew up in Bansdale, so tennis, tennis started around in Bansdale and some other little clubs around there. Um, my brother played a lot of tennis as a kid, and I guess I just kind of Followed him around. Um, my first coach was Jeff Osborne, who's actually the grandfather of Zach Osborne, who I'm sure many of you know, plays a lot of tennis. Had lessons as a kid in Bansdale and just sort of went from there. Awesome. Was it always tennis for you or were there other sports growing up that you loved playing as well? Tennis was, was always the main one, yeah. And did you live pretty close to the club? Like, was it, you know, walking distance to to go to practice every every day? Uh, not exactly. We live a little bit out of town, so um, very fortunate that um, mum and dad were very supportive and continue to be with my tennis and would happily drive myself and my brother wherever we need to go for tennis. So, yeah, really, really grateful for that and their support. With the tournaments and competitions that you played as a junior, obviously coming from Bairnsdale, where did you travel to and what are your memories of different parts of Victoria that you travelled to? Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of travel coming from um, the country. Played a lot locally and a lot around East Gippsland in all those kind of competitions. Was then obviously part of many of the, the regional events, which was a really good taste of, of travelling to tournaments and getting to see um, other clubs, other players all across um, the state. That was probably my, yeah, my first taste of that. And then as I, as I got older, you know, school holidays were spent in Melbourne playing points tournaments and and then later on was in Melbourne each weekend for pennants. So got used to spending plenty of time in the car and many trips on the V line from down south to Melbourne. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. You're obviously travelling that that long way, which you've said with with certain tournaments like Easter tournaments. I, I noticed you just played at Myrtleford. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that somewhere that you've consistently been throughout the years, or you know, did you go other places? And what are your memories of like Easter or Labor Day or any tournaments like yeah, that? Yeah, um, yeah, Myrtleford's always been been a special tournament for myself and and our family. We've um, got family that, that live in Myrtleford, so as a kid, that was always where we went for Easter. Then I sort of uh, had a bit of a break and played Mafra for a few years, which is also a great little tournament and close to home. Um, and then went back to Myrtleford um, the last couple of years and it's, it's been great. Um, and then Labor Day tournament, Bansdale. Um, so Bansdale has a great Labor Day tournament. I've enjoyed playing that over the years, going from juniors 
um, up through the grades and now I still love playing but um, also sit in the tournament box and help to run, run the weekend which is good fun too. That's fantastic. It's an awesome experience to go back home and, and be part of that tournament. Yeah, absolutely. You, you moved to Melbourne. You play Tennis Victoria Pennant and for Grace Park and, and Caulfield Rec. And then obviously now at Kooyong and you've been here since 2007. How was that experience like coming from the Bensdale East Gippsland and then, you know, to the big smoke and, and yeah. playing around here? Yeah, I, I started playing Pennant when I was in year seven. The first club was, was Grace Park, which was organised by my coach at the time, um, Travis Sykes, he had some connections there. So I was on a train after school on a Friday night, stay down here Friday night, play Saturday morning and turn around and go home again on, on the Saturday afternoon. But it, it's all worth it. I mean, you're getting exposed to, to more players, um, part of that, that team environment and um, just getting good tennis, which I guess being in the country is, can be hard to come by, but um, I was also lucky in that there were plenty of good players around Bansell that were, that were keen to help me and spent plenty of time with me on court. Were there a lot at Bansdale that kind of made that journey into play pennant as well, so you could kind of draw on their experiences? And was there any other kids your age or around your age that were doing the same thing, just jumping on the V-line yeah, and coming yeah. up? Yeah, um, actually, so I played one season with Grace Park and then my second season of pennant was at Caulfield Rec, and that was with a group of Gippsland girls. So it was um, led by Julie Glynn, who's um, been a great tennis player over the years. Um, Julie would um, take us all to Melbourne, and it was sort of myself, um, Maddie Barnett, Crystal Ronson, Jess Johnson. We had a re- really good group of, of girls from Gibson, and you know we loved getting in the car each weekend, coming to Melbourne, playing some tennis together, and yeah, it was, it was a really memorable experience. Fantastic. Do those people that you've just mentioned, do they still play, or are they still involved in tennis in some way? Yeah, I think most of them still enjoy tennis to some extent. Um, Maddie is still one of my very close friends to this day, um, and we enjoy getting out there and having a hit when we can. That's good. Oh, fantastic. And you're playing pennant at this stage, but you're also doing and making waves in the school space as well with the Australian high school girls tennis team. Um, you represented in 2009 and 2010. What were those experiences like and, and what did that mean kind of going through that pathway? Yeah, I'm, I was very fortunate um, to be selected in the Fizzy Cup team in year 10 for the first time. We went to Perth. We actually won it, which was, was super exciting. I was sort of the, the baby of the team, um, but it was fantastic week and something that I still have great memories from. Um, I was then, yeah, lucky enough to again play in Year 11 and and 12, and we played in Tassie and Wollongong. Those weeks are honestly some of the most memorable tennis experiences. Um, The Pizzy Cup weeks were were awesome. You made made friends with players that, you know, you you knew because you played them in tournaments, but all of a sudden you spend a week with them and and they become some of your closest friends and you're playing great tennis, representing your state. It was um, a really awesome time and something I look back on with, yeah, great memories. What did you kind of do, like, off off the court? Was there, like, bonding sessions between the team, um, given that you were all, you know, at Wollongong or Perth or, or Tassie? A focus of, of the weeks was that they would, there would always be an educational um, tour, so that was good. It was also great to you know meet players from um, from uh, from other states that you didn't necessarily know. There were teachers that were also our coaches, so they they made sure we got our homework done throughout the week too. But yeah, no, very enjoyable time. Oh, fantastic! And was that kind of the first time that you travelled interstate for tennis, or or did you? 
played tournaments and competitions previously? Or Yeah, it was probably my, my first exposure to, to interstate travel for tennis, high-level tennis, but yeah, really enjoyable week at the same time. And obviously interstate wasn't enough because you wanted to go internationally and, and play college tennis, which you ended up going to Idaho after that. How was that recruiting process? Did you know straight away that you wanted to play college tennis? I didn't know that that's definitely what I wanted to do. I, I remember um, I must have been about 13 at the time. I was in the Gippsland Sports Academy. We had a session one day where someone came to speak to us about college tennis. I remember at the time thinking, oh yeah, that, that's ages away, maybe I'll consider it. But it always stuck in the back of my mind that it was potentially a good option for me. Um, and then I guess I got to year 12 and was kind of tossing up my, my options. Um, one week I was super keen on the idea, the next I thought, no, I'll just stay here in, in Victoria. But eventually I just decided, no, I'll, I'll give it a go. You know, if I don't enjoy it, I can always come home. Um, I ended up loving it, stayed for four years and it was, it, yeah. An absolutely great experience. Did you draw upon some of the experiences from Kuyong and the players here? That obviously there's a there's a lot of players that have been through the college system. Did you did you ask them, you know, what it was like and that type of thing before you eventually headed over? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking to people was 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 huge. So had plenty of people that had been over there and done the experience that were really helpful with their knowledge of, I guess, the college system as well as the US in general. Um, like I I've never been to the US. Um, you know, it's a completely different place to hear so it was it was great to chat with people that, that had knowledge and intel on, on on the college system. Who were some of the people that you chatted to? Glenn Kirstein was a great help. Um, he was um, down down the same way and he's helped many people um, find colleges over in the US so he was a he was a great support. And then the whole recruiting process, so obviously you end up at the Vandals. What was that like? Were there a few colleges in mind when you were eventually making the decision? It was not an easy process. It was a kind of, yeah, it's a long and a lot of paperwork and all of that. But uh, yeah, basically just sent out my um, my resume and, and video um, to a bunch of schools. Um, Idaho not being one of them. Um, oh. Then uh, actually the coach at Idaho at the time, Dan Colick, he contacted me. Um, he, you know, somehow heard about me from someone else. Um, we got talking, and, and Idaho just seemed to be the right fit for me. I got along really well with Dan, and he um, he taught me a lot. They had the degree that I wanted to study. Um, I wasn't all that keen on the weather to begin with, but you, you adjust, and it ended up being completely fine. Um, but yeah, a, a long process, but um, an important one, and it's a big decision. So um, I'm glad I sort of, you know, nutted it out a bit. What did you study over there? I studied psychology. I actually started doing exercise science for the first year or so, and then um, had taken a few psych classes. Really enjoyed them, and ended up switching switching my major to psychology. What was class over there like? Similar to our to our high school, I, I guess. I keep to myself, um, so I have some pretty funny memories of you know being weeks or months into a class and then me finally deciding to answer a question and the rest of the class turning around and looking at me and having no idea that I was an Aussie as they'd never heard me speak before. Um, the school side of things was, was enjoyable, um, we had great support um, as an athlete, they, they really look after you academically as well um, and as a team we would, would often spend time studying together. Were they huge days in terms of like having to go to class but also having to practice as well individually or as a team like yeah. what were the days like yeah they were long days are really long especially um when it's minus 20 degrees outside and you're getting up for a 6am workout 
Um, but yeah, typically we'd do some form of workout in the morning um, quite early um, and then it would be off to class for a few hours. Maybe in an individual session, either you know by yourself, often we'd do a session with um, your doubles partner and the coach, um, and then team practice in the afternoon for probably three hours on court. So um, yeah, massive days, and then obviously after that you've got to go home and do a bit of um, study. But um, as I said, also really enjoyable, um, and you're surrounded by people that are all, all doing the same thing and all there to support each other. Were there a lot of teammates that were from around the globe, or, or were there... Like mostly Americans in the team. No, we had a we had a real mix actually. Um, so we had a couple from Spain, um, a couple from Mexico, a couple couple of Americans, um, and we were also really really close with our, our men's tennis team, and they were from from all over the world as well. So really special making friends from from around the world, and still um, friendly with a number of them today. Small world, but um, Jackson Varney, who is actually from Bairnsdale as well, he he ended up at Idaho. Um, he transferred to Idaho after a couple of years elsewhere. So we had we had one year together, which was pretty crazy that two kids from Bairnsdale could end up in Idaho. Also, um, Andrew Zeddy, who is um, from Canberra, he was on the team for a little while, uh, yeah, as well as a couple of others. And I also lived with an Aussie um, who was on the basketball team. That awesome. And we were talking before, and one of your doubles teammates has actually married an Aussie. Yeah, that's right, yes. My doubles partner for the last couple of years of college, Belen, she's from, from Spain and um, one of my closest friends. Um, Fantastically, she she married Andrew from from Canberra and then Alvi in Canberra. So it's um really really great to to have them here living in Australia and yeah I'm really pleased. You start playing for Idaho as a freshman. What was that process like? Was it difficult to break into kind of the team or did you play from the outset? Funny about that. I actually I remember my my first hit when I got to Idaho. Um, we were playing mini tennis. I was hitting with the coach. I legit couldn't get the ball over the net. Playing <laughs> intense, I was so nervous. It's quite funny. I, I, I'm still in contact with him. You know, we have laughed about it over the years. <laughs> he was he was ready to send me on on the next plane back to Australia. <laughs> but um, yeah, thankfully the nerves passed and started to find some form and slipped into the lineup from the get go, which was um, yeah, which was really great. Sort of mid mid lineup doubles singles, and yeah, just went from there. How long do you think it took you to feel really comfortable in that team? I'd say a, a few weeks, if not months, to be honest. Um, nervous to begin with, that, that's for sure, and you're sort of trying to prove yourself, I guess. And um, I guess, uh, you know, I'd taken a huge punt in going to Idaho, but as had the coach in, in selecting me, you know, he, he'd never seen me play either. So you, you have that sense of, you know, I want him to be pleased with his decision, I want to prove that I do belong here. The more you play, the more time you spend on court. You know, a tennis court's a tennis court, um, no matter where where you are in the world. So, um, sort of once you adjust to that and you know slot into the team, make friends with your teammates, um, yeah, it all starts to feel pretty comfortable. Is there anything that you did personally to try and help yourself overcome those, you know, those little barriers? Uh, phone calls back to my coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, my coach throughout high school was uh, Mark Stevens, um, and I remember calling Steve and being like, help, what do I do? <laughs> I'm better than this. Um, and yeah, he, he's always been a great support and continues to be a really, really good friend and, and mentor. So. 
So you start playing and you, you've broken into the team. I imagine there are a fair few away trips. Whereabouts around America did you play in? We were fortunate enough to, to travel quite a lot. We got to see a lot of the US, New Orleans, uh, a lot of Texas, a lot of California. I'd say the highlight would be Hawaii. Um, yeah, got to play in Hawaii, which was fantastic and um, really special that mum um, and dad and a couple of um, family friends and my uncle actually made the trip over and, and watched us in Hawaii, which was really nice. Played at USC and UCLA, which just incredible facilities and amazing atmosphere playing there. So they're probably the, the highlights. How was the travel like? Did, were you on planes a lot throughout the season? We were on planes a lot. I guess it was, um, you know, being in Idaho, I guess we're not, we weren't that close to a lot of places. So there was a lot of time um, where we where we flew and, and those trips were, were really great and uh, we, we all enjoyed um, the travel. It was always, always a bit of fun and, you know, dragged it out for a few days and got to then see some sites wherever we were as well and I think that we were lucky that our coaches sort of valued that too and wanted us to see more than just the tennis courts wherever we went so that, that was really great too. What was your most memorable moment of travelling around the States? Like it was there one one spot that you absolutely loved? Probably hard to, hard to go past Hawaii but um, everywhere we went was, was pretty cool um, and I guess you, you realise that the US is a massive place and each state is, is just so different. Living in Idaho in, in the in the freezing cold, we always enjoyed going somewhere where it was a bit warmer, that's for sure. It's almost a treat to play the away games. That's it, yeah. That would have been pretty special, having your family come and watch you, though. Yeah, yeah. So um, mum and dad came over uh, my freshman year and came to Idaho and checked all that out, which was nice for them to see. Um, they also then yeah, made the trip to Hawaii and then came over again my senior year, um, watched us play conference championships, internationals, and were there for my graduation. So it was nice to share those moments with them. If you're touring the US, you're probably thinking, oh yeah, Hawaii or California or New York. Probably don't know too much about Idaho. So what what was Idaho like? Like what <laughs> what were the what were the things to do in Idaho and what, what kept you busy throughout the four years? It's quite an outdoorsy sort of state, so okay. if, you, if you like, you know, um, oh, yeah, snow obviously for, for, for the winter, which... Uh, was that cool to had, say? It was definitely cool, uh, the, novel, <laughs> <laughs> the novelty uh, wears off after a while, but you also just get used to it and it, it really didn't, didn't bother me at all um, by the end of the time, but um, yeah, you just kind of, you get in your little routines um, and also like spend a lot of time watching the other sports at college, really enjoyed doing that, like we'd go to all the basketball games, the volleyball games, the football games, soccer, just love supporting all the other athletes. That was a, a really big part of it. Did you go to the Idaho Potato Bowl? Is that... <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually go. No, I <laughs> missed that one. But um, the University of Idaho um, football stadium is quite quirky. Um, the Kibbe Dome, it's um, yeah, quite a unique indoor stadium. Did your fellow athletes get behind the team when you had home games and, and things like that playing out of Idaho? Yeah, it was nice that athletes um, supported athletes, really, and that, that, I guess that was that was encouraged. Um, as I said, I, I live with an Aussie who played basketball. I also live with a volleyballer, and we all we all supported each other, and, yeah, that was sort of just a cross-sport thing that just you just kind of did it, really, which was good. You mentioned going for away trips for tennis, did you get to travel like personally as well and go and visit some of the, I guess, more touristy parts of America too? Yeah, I, I spent um, a summer travelling around a bit, went to 
in San Fran, Vegas, all of those kind of places. I also spent um, one summer working at a club in the Hamptons in New York. So I coached at a really elite, I would say, tennis club, which was which was beautiful and a, a really fantastic experience. A really a really different tennis club. Um, very very exclusive. Um, over 40 grass courts, um, which is very unusual in the U.S. All white clothing policy. Um, Plenty of plenty of rules, but just absolutely beautiful in a in a very um, exclusive area of the US. It was a it was a long summer. It was basically on court all day every day, but um, really enjoyable and, and made some good friends in that experience too. Now I've seen a bit of footage online of uh, you featuring in a revandalised video <laughs> from Idaho. Mariana, the coach, commented and said, you know, how good a person you were that, and bringing that to the program, as well as obviously your on-court skills as well. But how close was your relationship with her? I actually had a really unique college experience in that I actually had four head coaches in four years. Not a common thing, but uh, my first coach um, who recruited me, Dan, was amazing. And as I said earlier, he, he taught me a lot and I learned a lot from him. Um, and then uh, had a coach, uh, Miriam Sopel, and then Jeff Beeman, who was the director of tennis and took over women for a little while. And Jeff was also fantastic and, and someone that I'm still in contact with today. And um, Mariana stepped in for my senior year and she was extremely passionate, um, got us all pumped up and being captain in my senior year I had a, a lot to do with her. Um, she didn't have an assistant coach that year so um, I was involved with a lot of decisions um, typically I probably wouldn't have been had she had an assistant so we formed a pretty close bond and um, yeah appreciate what, what she did for me in my senior year. That's great that she entrusted you in the senior year to be able to make some of those decisions or yeah, help make absolutely. some of those. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel yourself growing as a person as a result of that senior year? Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was it was a big res- responsibility and, and one that I was you know pleased to take on and I really enjoyed. And yeah, as I said earlier, I'm I'm typically pretty quiet, but I think the girls um, you know looked up to me in in some way in in my um my manner and that sort of thing so uh yeah it was it was a enjoyable role to have what else did being a captain entail like was there a bit more responsibility throughout each week yeah i mean team practices each week you just sort of you know leading setting times you know then leading the warm-up just making sure everyone's i guess in the right in the right headspace and you know focused on what they need to be focused on come match days um be involved with the, the lineup a little bit. Um, it, you didn't usually change a whole lot, but sometimes there were some big decisions that, that had to be made, and you would sort of be involved with those decisions. And um, yeah, just just being there as a support for the girls. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the a lot of the teammates were from overseas, and it's not easy being on the other side of the world. Um, so often you're just just there as as a support for them as well. So on and off the court, being there for them. This revandalised video, you've got a got a bit of an American accent, I think, <laughs> throughout that that video. But you support some kids from West Park Elementary, helping them, you know, take them out of the classroom and and helping them with certain things. How was that experience? Did you really enjoy that? Yeah, I did. Um, both my parents are teachers, and I've always had an interest in in helping kids. I also spent um, part of my gap year working at a school in Bansa prior to going to college. My last couple of years at college, I'd sort of 
sort of eased my load a little bit with subject-wise. So I had a bit of free time and I just decided that um, I could spend that helping some kids. So there was a um, yeah West Park Elementary which was connected to the university just right next door and I would go there a couple of couple of days a week and just um, help out in the classroom with whatever the, the teacher needed but often taking out those kids that maybe um, struggled in the classroom environment, taking them outside and you know just working with them one on one. Um, very rewarding and yeah I, I really enjoyed it. That's awesome and that was part of your day off? Yeah just as I said um, I, I my last couple of years I didn't have a lot of um, subjects I sort of loaded up early on um, so freed up some time and yeah I'd go a couple of couple of mornings a week instead of being in class would, would go there. And there's probably a million ways that you can answer this question but what do you think the most different part of being in an American school like um, elementary school or primary yeah. school is compared to, to here in Australia? They say that the oath every morning and sing the, sing the anthem every morning um, which is Yes, Americans can be very patriotic. Patriotic, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a different experience. Okay. With West Park Elementary and teaching kids and helping them and supporting them, is that something that you really enjoy? Yeah, I uh, come, came back from college and I, again, worked worked at a school in Bansell for, for 12 months as a teacher's aide. Um, and then also worked at a school in Camberwell when I moved to Melbourne. Um, same thing, teacher's aide. And yeah, I um, have also done coaching, you know, helped out at Bansell here and there. And I, yeah, I do enjoy working with the kids and seeing them develop and improve. How difficult was that to come back to, to Melbourne um, or Victoria after being in Idaho for so long? Was it a bit of a strange feeling or did you know at the time that it was, it was the right time to come home? Yeah, I, I was ready to come home. Um, I toyed with the idea of staying and, and taking on a graduate assistant role and potentially doing my masters and um, I eventually decided that no I was, I was ready to come back to Australia. Um, in saying that coming back was was a big a big change and it wasn't easy. Um, I think the transition of at college your days are pretty set. You have a schedule and someone's sort of controlling your day. You know that at this time I have to be here for a workout, this time I've got class, at this time I've got practice and then sort of coming home and just I guess being in charge of your own days was was a little bit tricky and also at college you've just got people and friends around you 24-7 you know your, your teammates are always there your friends are always there because that's just the environment that you're in so that was also um, a, a tricky transition um, so I came back and spent 12 months back in Bansell which was nice to spend some time with the family and then after that um, made the made the move to Melbourne. And we're here in the lovely Kuyong Vaughan Tennis Club at the moment yeah. and you work here now. How have you found being back at, at Kuyong and obviously you've been back for a while now but yeah. Um, yeah obviously it's a lovely facility. Yeah it's um, it's amazing so I've been a, a member here at Kuyong since 2007 and um, I was fortunate enough to get a job here about three and a half years ago so I've been been working here ever since, um, communications officer and uh, involved in the tennis department, so helping to organise all our competitions and events. Um, it's it's really enjoyable and yeah, can't complain coming to Kuyong every day for work, that's for sure. And obviously one of those competitions that Kuyong plays is the is Premier League competition every November. Mm -hmm. How have you found playing in that? You've obviously played the last few years. Premier League's great and I know it's, it's 
something that, that we all look forward to each year. Um, tennis typically being an individual sport, you don't get these team opportunities very often, so when you do, um, they're really enjoyable and it's, it's just great to have, have the support of, of your teammates um, and, and representing um, a club as special as, as Kuyong is an honour. I've been lucky enough to be part of it for a few years and yeah, hoping that um, now we've got the next gen of some younger girls that will be able to step up and, and join the team. I was about to ask you about that. What, what's the prospect of the 2022 Young team? Yeah, Think well, you can win it all? Or? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. We've, um, we've got some, some young guns that are, we'll be looking to step up and, jo- and join the team. Um, we've got uh, Gabby Silverfick, um has, has been great for us the last few years and hopefully she'll be in town again to, to play. Um, and then, you know, someone like Eliza Dunbar, she'll be definitely pushing for a spot and, you know, it'd be great to see some of the younger players um, step up and really get this opportunity to play good, um, competitive, high-level tennis. Now, lastly, we, we ask our guests where their favourite place to play or furthest place to uh, play around the globe is from Bairnsdale. Um, <laughs> so is there a place that you've played that sticks out more than, than others that you loved playing at? Yeah, uh, I, I would have to say the, the Meadow Club, which is the club that I that I coached at in, in the Hamptons in New York. It's just an unbelievable setting. Grass courts, which which I love and are my favourite. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's an unbe- unbelievable club and yeah, hard to beat it really. Thanks Sophie Vickers for joining us on the Hit Local Play Global podcast. Thank you, Sean. Amazing. Thank you very much to Sophie and Sean for that awesome chat. There's a busy few months ahead for the Victorian tennis community. Pennant finals are just around the corner. The Association's Junior League kicked off last weekend and nominations have opened for the 2022 Victorian Tennis Awards. The Victorian Tennis Awards reward and recognise the contribution and achievement of worthy Victorian tennis clubs, coaches, tournaments, volunteers and athletes. The winners will be announced and presented on Thursday the 27th of October at Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club. This year, two new awards have been added. The Coaching Excellence Development Award is now here to further recognise our Victorian coaches and the Victorian Player of the Year Award will honour our high-performance athletes. Where relevant, the winners of the Victorian Tennis Awards are nominated for Victoria for the Australian Tennis Awards, which will be presented at the Newcomb Medal later this year. Head to our website for more information and don't forget to submit your nominations. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.